Welcome to You Gon' Listen at 91.5 KUNV. I'm your host, Karen Jean Charles, and I'm here with Francesca Fajardo, a fellow college student, and we're talking about the Stop Asian Hate movement today. Now, this is heavy, y'all, because unlike previous episodes, this movement has sparked up pretty recently. But even though the Stop Asian Hate movement is fairly recent, Asian people have been addressing years, decades, and centuries of racism, violence, hate crimes, colonization, appropriation, and sexualization that has happened to them and continues to happen to them because of racist white people. On January 28th, an 84-year-old Asian man was shoved to the ground while taking his morning walk in San Francisco. Just two days after the assault, he died. A 64-year-old Vietnamese grandmother was assaulted and robbed in San Jose, California. A 61-year-old Filipino man's face was slashed with a box cutter on a New York City subway. And most recently, eight Asian people were killed by a mass shooting in Atlanta who was specifically targeting Asian people. These are only a handful of the hate crimes committed against Asian people in the last couple of weeks, as there have been around 20 violent crimes against Asian people since January. It's no surprise that this is happening after a long, long year of Donald Trump blaming Asian people for the coronavirus, but it goes much deeper than that. This country has an extensive history of treating Asian people unfairly, so let's talk about it. But before we talk about it, I'd like to remind you that you're listening to You Gon' Listen at 91.5 KUNV, and we're talking about the Stop Asian Hate movement today. So first, Francesca, thanks for coming. Hey. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? My name is Francesca. She said I go to UNR, University of Nevada, Reno, and I'm studying (laughs) civil engineering, and I'm a second-year student. I just felt the blood pressure in the studio kind of rise a little bit because <laughs> UNLV and UNR are rivals. But, yeah. you know, we still went to high school together in this city, you know, no rivalry here. You know, you still yeah, my friend. Know, Who cares? <laughs> so what do you do? Well, I do study civil engineering, like I said. I just work part-time at the moment mm-hmm. at retail. But So let's talk about um, the first thoughts you had about the Stop Asian Hate Movement. What does the Stop Asian Hate Movement mean to you? As an Asian person, it really hit me deep. Mm. When I first heard about it, I started thinking about my mom, my grandma, my mm. brother, who all work pretty often. And it just scares me that something could happen to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty selfless. I could care less about what happens to me. <laughs> but my grandmother, who's like almost 70, mm. working full time and she could potentially be a, one of the people that you see when you scroll through Instagram or Twitter, mm. and it could be her in a surveillance camera being beaten up, and that just scares me so mm. much. I don't know why it took so long for people to recognize that this is an issue. I mean, like you said, ever since the beginning of the pandemic, when Trump started to call it mm. the Chinese virus, yeah. it started making me a little bit scared Mm -hmm. for my friends, my family, and myself. I mean, I saw on Instagram or somewhere that hate crimes against Asians since the pandemic started went up by 1,900%. That's shocking. Yeah, and that really breaks my heart because, I mean, I feel this way, like, for anyone, but I especially, like, I met your family and just, like, thinking, like, 
something could happen to y'all that makes me so angry. Like, but let's talk about racism for a second. So when was mm-hmm. the first time you experienced racism? I actually get it pretty often, but it's it's the microaggression and the racial joke. Mm. I was born in Philippines mm-hmm. and I came to the U.S. when I was in elementary school. And the first thing that like people would ask me is like, oh, do you speak Chinese? Like mm. things like that. Like I'm, I'm Filipino. I right. don't speak Chinese. I'm... Mm-hmm speak Tagalog and they don't really bother to ask or like mm-hmm. to try to apologize and it's kind of like like why it? why would you say that to me I mean yeah. it's not Asian isn't just one type of race there's mm-hmm. multiple ethnicities like it's not like an Asian could be Asian and it can't be Pacific Islander like you can't bundle it up together mm-hmm. yeah it's just a little microaggression and the racial jokes that kind of get to me but I feel like it's happened so often that I just got used to it. And I just thought that it's nothing serious. But now that I think about how often it happened to me, mm-hmm. it's pretty shocking. Right. Does anything happen to you recently since the coronavirus started? Uh, personally, no. But it, when I went to work the other day, actually, mm. my coworker got scared because something happened at work with one of my Asian uh, managers actually um, she got a scare from the uh, homeless guy that was living behind our store mm. and she he, he was just saying like um scary stuff to her about wow. like asians and i don't really want i don't really know what exactly about it mm-hmm. but you don't have to repeat it after that my coworker like walked me to my car mm. to make sure that i would be safe and the fact that he had to do that, it, like... It's crazy. It's crazy to me that he had to, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. So do you think you're hyper vigilant now more than ever? I Yeah. yeah. I'm, I definitely am. Like I said, I really wasn't... I mean, I was aware that this was happening, but like I said, it's become so normalized mm. that I feel like... It's hard to just explain because now I'm more aware of what people are saying Mm. more than ever. Um, Like you said, we went to high school together and it was, um, we were known as a majority Asian (laughs) school. We were. Um, Even then though, like they would throw out like kind of like racist, like I don't know what the word is, but like racist jokes against themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, like they would make fun of their own racist jokes. Self-deprecating jokes. Yeah, mm. and I really thought that that was, like, okay. You think but it was just, like, kinda... showing uh-huh. off, like, not showing off, but, like, appealing to racist people by making jokes about themselves? Yeah, um, mm. what would, isn't that, like, whitewashed? Is, is kind of. Kind of, um, yeah. I'm not going to say the word for it because it's kind of racist. But, yeah, when... It's just these days, it's kind of hard to expect what could happen. Like, I could go to the grocery store mm. and something could potentially happen to me. And I live in Reno, oh my which God, is majority Caucasian white um, population. So right. it's rare to see other Asians walking around. Mm-hmm. Didn't Reno have a march um, a long time ago, a white supremacist march? 
with the tiki torches? It wasn't in Reno, but um, a UNR student did go to that, and it was uh, a pretty big deal because he was from UNR. But mm. yeah, it was it spread like wildfire. We even talk about it today because mm. literally your friend could be somebody that dangerous yeah. and scary, and you wouldn't even know it. Mm. But I do want to touch on something real quick. There's this thing mm-hmm. that Asian people experience. I'm sure you've heard of it called the model minority myth. If you haven't heard about it, please look it up because I don't really have time to explain fully. But the quickest way I can explain it is that it's a myth which was created by white people to put Asian people on some sort of pedestal above other minorities to re- to erase the racism, discrimination they face, and also to divide the solidarity amongst minorities by using Asian people as a way to look at other minorities and say, see, why can't you be like them? But once again, please look it up and read the stories from Asian people specifically and and their stories about their experiences and the history behind this myth, please. But I do want to ask you about the model minority myth. So um, how do you feel about it? And have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, actually. Mm. Um, So in terms of model minority myth, like people think like off the bat when they meet me that I am this smart, hardworking, Mm. polite, successful person. And there's this expectation Mm. that I could possibly be a doctor or an engineer, you know, just some crazy successful person. But really, I'm just I'm just doing my own thing. It's Mm-hmm. I didn't have no nobody told me to continue with engineering. That was my choice. Right. But for Period. people to think right away that I'm either a doctor or an engineer is mm-hmm. pretty upsetting right. because not everybody, not all Asian people are that. Not everybody's mm-hmm. smart, successful, rich, like mm-hmm. there's this expectation that we are all that. But it's really not true. We're all unique and different, but yeah. I think that goes back to what she said and how people see Asian people as like one monolith, like all Asian people are the same or they say racist things like all Asian people look alike, but they completely Mm -hmm. forget the nuances of multiple like Asian cultures, multiple tribes. Um, It just, I don't know. It just reminds me of that. Yeah, and people, especially in the media, the fetishization Mm, of Asian women Mm. in movies and shows, especially like Lucy Liu. Yeah, I was just going to say. They just think that she's like all this sexy person Mm. and that she's like the villain. Right. And it's it's so shocking that people think that way and especially how the media portrays it. And like adding on to that, I mean... There are so many people who are obsessed with Asian culture, specifically mm, with K-pop, yeah. but are quiet mm-hmm. during this whole movement. Right. I mean, you could listen to whatever you want, but when you start being obsessed with parts of our culture, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you can't. I'm like, it's for everybody. I mean, everybody can listen to K-pop or eat whatever Asian food they want. But mm-hmm. when you start... I mean, I just wish that people would also support us as individuals, like the Asian community, and not right. just the outside mm-hmm. picture of us. It reminds me, it just feels like they're, what they see when they see Asian people is just what they can take. You know, just like they can 
they can consume your culture. They can, you know, listen to your music, eat your food. But when it's time to actually show up to help y'all, it's dead quiet. It's Mm -hmm. silent. And I mean, we can talk about some culture appropriation. Like what is some culture appropriation things that you've seen that is just like that kind of piss you off a little bit? We can talk about that. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, people like um, changing their eyes to make themselves look Asian, um, wearing your traditional garments, all that stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I I was just looking this up the other day because I saw it on my TikTok, but mm-hmm. the fox eye trend. Yeah, um, that is just. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so jaw dropping to me that people would even do that. Mm-hmm. or even labeled i've seen it on twitter but i've seen people who labeled themselves as korean oh but god. were originally white oh my god and i'm just like but why it's very very just, weird mm-hmm, it, it's it's really weird and like they don't want to admit where they got it from sometimes mm-hmm. they just say oh that's nothing like i just did it just because i wanted to Right. Like, I know where you got that from. Mm-hmm. It's not a trend. I mean, if you want to do it, at least educate yourself on it mm-hmm. and where it came from, where it originated. And, like, I don't know, the way that people turn, especially the fox eye, the fox eye trend into some trend, it's mm-hmm. without really educating themselves. It's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty baffling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it just like I do want to um, explain the fox eye trend a little bit I think people went off of Bella Hadid if I'm correct like her surgery to lift her eyebrows or to slim her eyes or something like that and people are just like you know they're now people who made fun of Asian people as children and there's thousands of and millions of people of Asian people who live in the United States who have experiences of, you know, kids making fun of their eyes and stuff like open your eyes, stuff like that. And it's just like now they're just making surgeries to profit off of it. And now they're making millions of dollars off of something that you guys were born with and that is that is natural to you. It is really shocking that they at least even give a little bit of credit mm-hmm. to us and just piggyback off of what we do without saying where they got it from and then making it a trend. Mm. I mean, like, for them to pretend like they're supporting us but right. be silent during this whole movement. Mm. Like, we need all the help. We need all the voices that we can get to get attention into this. Yeah. And I don't want to just see you post a yellow square oh on gosh. your Instagram, like the black square during the BLM movement. Whoever... Like, what it, came up with the yellow square we're fighting i think it was um it started gaining a little bit more attention because this one popular um label i think it was 88 rising Mm -hmm. but they posted that wow i don't know if it was a joke but 88 rising is known as like you know this asian um it's not just asian but it has a lot of asian artists that are in it and for them to post that i was like really Mm -hmm. instead of Stepping up to the plate and having your artists... I mean, I know some of them have spoken up about the Asian hate crime movement, but for them to just 
post the yellow square and make it look like a trend. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You could do so much more than just that. Exactly. And just whoever did that, I just feel like it's so ignorant because, like, just, I mean, just the color. Like, I just feel like it just goes back to, like, social implications mm-hmm. of, like, centuries ago of people calling, like, I don't know. I mean, let me not get into it. But, like, I just feel like it was so ignorant that I just had to, like, yeah, talk about it. But does the eraser of discrimination and racism against Asian people by the model minority myth, like, make it awkward for you to speak about social issues at all, like, even your own? It, I mean, like, are you asking me if I don't feel comfortable talking about it? Or, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, how people are just, they don't really see Asian people, like, because of the model minority myth, they see them as like, oh, you know, you guys are just, um, y'all are calm, y'all are, you know, good, like, people mm-hmm. compared to, like, other minorities, and you know, y'all don't mm-hmm. have any discrimination because mm-hmm. of that, and it's just, like, I I think it's really wrong, and I think it kind of erases, like, what you guys go through, because, like, Asian people experience racism and discrimination, too, and I just mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, I've seen friends talk about, like, oh, I don't really want to intrude and talk about, like, social issues because, you know, I feel like people don't really, like, hear me or people just think because I'm Asian, like, I don't really get it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But does that happen to you? I mean, I think now more than ever, I definitely am speaking up more about it. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to be aware of what exactly is going on. Like, I'm tired of people just ignoring what has been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to stay on the fact that we're, you know, the model minority did. Mm -hmm. Like, we are people too. And I just, and I, it's not that it's a bad thing, but I just wish that it would, this movement would get as much attention on the media as it did with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the shooting that happened in Georgia, it, we were able to gain more attention on this issue. Right. But it's almost like it only happened for like a couple of days. And now it's kind of, I hate to say it, but it kind of died down. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a lot of people talking about it anymore, which is why I feel like it's more important for people to start speaking up now more than ever and to march and to mm-hmm. not just to just not be scared anymore to speak up because this it's going to get serious and it's going to get more serious. I mean, I, the other day I read a report that just in a, over a course of a year, there was like 3,800, over mm. 3,800 of incidents of anti-Asian hate crime. And most of them were Asian women reporting it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's getting a little bit more dangerous, especially as an Asian woman to walk around now and it just needs more attention and it could be somebody's grandma, your neighbor Mm -hmm. that could end up on the news. And I hate, I, it really makes me sad to see all these surveillance clips of Mm. grandparents getting attacked on social media and they're spreading it around. And they're, Mm. these people are being known as, victims like right. people that got beat up instead of individuals who have a lot who've mm-hmm. lived through a lot of things who have history 
then they're not just people who were attacked out of nowhere. Right. They're they're they could be your relative and so how do you feel about people like who kind of let the movement die down, who aren't talking about it anymore, who mm-hmm. are just like, you know, oh, that happened, and then moving on. Like, what would you tell them? Right. I hate to say that it, it was a trend, but I feel like it was mm-hmm. for them to start retweeting, to start posting on their stories about it. Right. I mean, you talk about that for a day and then watch anime the next day <laughs> right. and shut up about this whole thing. Exactly. Like, what? How are you going to say that, but watch anime or listen to K-pop or eat sushi or mm-hmm. do the Fox Eye trend right after? Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of, I mean, I saw this in the Black Lives Matter movement too, but a lot of mm-hmm. people are very performative. And mm-hmm. it goes back to how there was a yellow square and there was a lot of performance with the black square too. Like, I remember mm-hmm. um, people posting it and then putting hashtag Black Lives Matter and they thought mm-hmm. it was, like, you know, harmless. But now, and then, like, you look through, like, hashtag Black Lives Matter and there's, like, hella black squares and no one can find any information and organizers were just like, can y'all stop? Like, there was, like, a specific way to to do this and people just putting, like, Black Lives Matter in their bio and stuff like that and then just mm-hmm. being performative. I feel like with social media, there's a lot of performative activism going on mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's kind of sick. So how do you feel about performative activism? Yeah, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I mean, yeah. like I was saying earlier, you can't pretend like you're supporting it mm-hmm. and then go on to obsessing over parts of certain Asian culture. And I don't want to look through your profile and see that you deleted your black or yellow square or take out that link Mm. that you put in for a day. Like, I want to see you talk about it with me. Like, it's nice to see that people are, like, checking up on me and asking what they can do to Mm -hmm. support me. Like, it's the little things. Yeah. That could really mentally and maybe physically support Asian people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see any performative actions on this, especially since it's still going on. There's still hate crimes going on against Asians, mm-hmm. but the media isn't really showing it, but it's happening and it's happening mm-hmm. more often than ever. Right. Unfortunately. And it's just like, when we're talking about activism, I want people to like, really understand what we mean like activism isn't just like post on my instagram and then just forget about it activism is action you know what i mean everyone can post Mm -hmm. on an instagram but if you're if you have a position where you're just like you know i have a platform i'm gonna invite someone like asian to speak about it or i'm just gonna make sure like i share information from straight from asian sources or, like, mm-hmm. I uplift Asian voices and I support their businesses and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's activism. Not just yeah. posting on your Instagram and then just calling it a day. Because anyone can yeah. do that. And even just, like, watching what you say. Mm. Like, don't come up to me and ask me if I ate rice today. Oh, my come God. On. It's wow. not appropriate. It's happened before. And just watch what you say around mm. Asian people. It could ruin their day. Mm. not everybody eats rice or lives off of it mm-hmm. and like i've even had people like actual people ask me because i work in retail if the asian kids were the ones making the clothes 
Oh my god! Like just, just please stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Watch what you say. Just be nice. Ask them. Ask people if you're okay. Mm-hmm. Don't mislabel our ethnicity. Right. You know, it's, it's just the simple things that could really help individuals, mm-hmm. and it's the support that will help us get through this all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how long this is gonna go for. I think it's gonna stay. Um, especially because. While we're still in the pandemic, people mm. still think that it's the Chinese virus right. and just assume that all Asians are Chinese. Mm. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon because after this, they're going to make jokes about it. They're going to say, oh, remember when we were in the pandemic mm. and China sent it over? Like, yeah, it's going to keep going. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon unless people start being more actively involved and speaking more on this topic. Mm-hmm. But while we're speaking about both of the movements, I saw something really dumb online. I didn't even want to address it, but I feel like maybe we should. But a lot of people were trying to drive a wedge between like black people and Asian people right now. And I think it's mm-hmm. just really, really dumb because I'm just like, we will have your back because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we do. And like Asian people had our back. And we'll have yours. And that's just, that was understood. And then people mm-hmm. were just like, oh, no, like, like if you guys, you know, did this, then you guys have to do this. You know, all that. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I need y'all to relax. Or people are just like, what can, like, what, I don't know. And people are just, I don't know. Because people see black people as just like this angry population that you know we're always fighting for mm-hmm. something but i mean we always have to fight for something because it's justified but it's just like what can mm-hmm. black people specifically do during this time like i'm just like wait like i understand like we're supposed to yeah we're helping you of course but just like mm-hmm. how people rely on not only black people but black women to foster movements yeah. is a little problematic but i just wanted to address we support mm-hmm. each other we love each other and like we're not doing that today you know what i mean did you see that mm-hmm. on social media yeah i actually did um mm-hmm. i did i wasn't sure if you were gonna bring it up i was like i was like, like should i a controversial topic yeah, yeah. because they would compare nobody, this but... movement to the blm movement mm-hmm. as well and they would say like oh yeah you're right like what you were saying earlier well we did this for you how about you do that for us right you know and it doesn't make sense we're both minorities mm-hmm. is that the right word yeah, yeah. Minor- we're both minorities <laughs> we've both gone through the struggles mm-hmm. yeah. of you know the racism in america i mean the least we could do is just support each other mm-hmm. yeah instead of arguing over what we did and what they did and mm-hmm. what asian people didn't do or what black people didn't do and instead of just arguing about it I think we should just settle down and just you know come together as one group because racism is going to continue for I don't know how long probably for a really long time and it's not going to get solved anytime soon unless we all come together and exactly work hand in hand because we're we're stronger together too because if I think it's called people of color solidarity I think that's what it's called but Mm -hmm. um just all of us together, like, we can make some real, real change. And I think it's very purposeful that they um, tried to do that because they didn't want, you know, it to take off, like, the way it should have. But I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's not going to fly over here because we still, like, I don't care 
like who you are like i'm still gonna fight for your like for you to have rights and just be able to be feel free and just like live your life like people who did that i feel like are just so dumb but i just really wanted to address it real quick no yeah definitely it's important mm-hmm. to really bring that up even if it is a controversial topic because people have to know instead mm-hmm. of just ignoring it right one last question is there anything you think individuals can do to stop Asian hate? Speak up, mm. honestly. Period. If you see somebody saying something in public that's racist or rude, mm-hmm. all you have to do is step up and say, stop, that's not appropriate. That's rude. Don't ever say that again. Mm-hmm. And just also, like I said, like check up on your Asian friends, honestly. Right. Ask them if they're okay, what kind of support they need. Mm-hmm. You're even just hang when you hang out with your friends, just make sure just to keep an eye, especially on the older generation mm. of Asian, because it seems like older people are being targeted yeah. more. And as you, you know, younger people need to step up and just watch out for them as well, because we are, you know, like younger, we're stronger and mm-hmm. you could also just donate, but, Honestly, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You could just, like I said, just be there for your Asian people. I I actually just wanted to bring this up real quick, but I remember this one. um, uh, It was a GoFundMe for the, um, I think it was the Vietnamese woman, Mm -hmm. the 64-year-old, but um, she set up a GoFundMe and then she donated all of the proceeds. Wow correct me if I'm wrong, but like to the AAPI mm-hmm. so that they could help, you know, other victims. And instead of keeping it for herself, you know, she decided to donate that all. And That's I thought fire. that was really sweet. And yeah, so you could donate, but honestly, I think what will matter more is being there mm-hmm. for so, Asian friends and so I want to thank you one more time for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and I want to thank the audience for listening to You Gonna Listen at 91.5 KUNV. I'm your host, Karen Jean Charles, and I'll see you all in the next, in the next episode. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace, brown,